interviews, stories, transformations. It's the story of positivity, a positivity-themed podcast highlighting the very best in people through open conversation, fun and laughter. Episode 3, the all-singing, all-dancing story of the versatile Irene Keel. In a revealing and transformative tale, we'll uncover Irene's journey from a hairdresser to a dancer, before dramatically turning on her heels to strut her stuff in business. In an incredibly open piece of self-analysis, Irene talks through how she felt she had two left feet at the start of her journey as a business director before her dramatic rise to being nominated for Business Person of the Year twice and appearing on stage in a very different light. We'll talk movingly about her family and her life-changing moments and we'll even uncover how yoga recaptured her soul. And finally, What is it really like to work with your husband? This isn't one to miss, so enjoy the pod. And here she comes. She's quick-stepping her way through the departure lounge. Irene Keel, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Story of Positivity. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so excited to uncover your story for the listeners. And uh, I'll tell you what, the queen of adaptability you are. Oh, thank you so much. I'm sure you're probably aware that I'm going to start with your quote that I have handpicked just for you. Um, So every show, as you know, I pick a positivity quote for my guest. Any ideas what yours will be? No, I don't think I I have got any guesses. So, come on, hit me with it. Every day brings a chance for you to draw in a breath, kick off your shoes and dance. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. You know me well. I do. And do you think it's a good choice? Excellent. It couldn't be more fitting, I don't think. And we will tell the listeners exactly why I have chosen that quote in the next 45 or so minutes. So are you ready to to rock and roll? Yes, let's do this. So, as you know, I will talk through the four traits of positive people. Adaptability, which, of course, you can write a novel on. Um, Energy, resilience and optimism, all four of which I know that your story will will inspire so many. You know that all four of those traits stand for aero. So, so are you a chocolate aero fan or a mint aero fan? Definitely chocolate aero. Oh, so do you know what? That's interesting. Why not mint then? I love mint. Right. However, I'm not a fan of mint chocolate. I would eat it if there was nothing else left in, in the world. However, if huh. choice, most definitely chocolate aero. Interesting. Mm. Uh, I think that's the first vote for the chocolate arrow in the series so far. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know why. I just I just love chocolate. In fact, as I've got um, older, and I'm not old, <laughs> you know, however, but I I just seem to be developing more of a sweet tooth. I never have been, but I am doing now. I, I think it, 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 the ladies will, will agree with me. I think it's perhaps hormonal. Um, okay. Definitely developing a sweet tooth, but I, I don't really. I'm not really a fan of mint chocolate. Don't know why, but I'm just. I'm not. So they. Okay, so. So a sweet tooth then. This is interesting. I like sweet things, but I was more, much more of a savoury person. But now I'm, I'm seem to be developing definitely a, a sweeter tooth than I ever have had before. Wow, and as we know, your story, over the years, has just got sweeter and sweeter. <laughs> So here it comes. 
Let's now talk through your story. Before we do, just tell the listeners how we met, because it's coming up to a decade since I first met you. That's right. That's very true. Well, how we met, um, we were um, uh, at a stage in our career, we'll call it, a career in our business, in our family business, where we um, knew we wanted to grow the business. Um, Myself and my husband were both company directors. We knew that we needed to reach out for help to to enable us to, to grow um, I think it's that trans- transition when you grow your business from small to medium. Okay. Uh, every I think every good business owner accepts that they they need to change themselves, and we were sort of in this um, what would you call it um, quandary, I suppose, of which way we should turn. Okay. And you were recommended to us by somebody locally, so I, th- I think it was Martin who picked up the phone and spoke to you and. Uh, time went on and you arrived to meet us in our meeting room and the rest, as they say, is history, I think. <laughs> and it has been incredible, hasn't it? What a journey we've been through. Yeah, it's been an incredible journey and, it, and it's not over yet, is it? We're, we're probably about to, um, on another exciting, I'd say, a, a, would you call it a second journey or a, um, a, a part B of the journey? I, I, what would you call it? A second phase, yes. Yes, a second phase, that's um, right. And there's been there's been lots of sort of um, subcategories of our journey in the last how many years is it? Is it coming up nine years in October? So it will be a decade next year in November. So nine nine years this November, as you say. Yeah, yeah. So and there's been lots of well little avenues. Let's call them avenues down our journey that's that's come along along the way, and then. Um, it just just seems to get better and better, and yeah, we've, it's been a great journey, and it's going to get even better. Well, that is an incredible story in itself, really, because as we will uncover, there's been a number of phases in your journey already. Um, That's right. And let's now go through those phases, and this is where the story starts with your incredible adaptability, really, because. A lot of people that know you locally through business, and we're going to chronicle your journey to even being nominated twice for Business Person of the Year Award, uh, which I was incredibly proud of you for having that accolade. So let's talk about those early phases. So prior to your business journey with your husband, Martin, that you've just mentioned to to the audience there, you've actually cut your teeth in a couple of different professions now this started from school you were very artistic in school weren't you and and that led you to becoming a hairdresser and also having your own dance school so start with uh, well which one do you want to start with um well um Probably hairdressing, although how it came about, I was um, a dancer myself growing up. Uh, absolutely loved it with a passion. And I always knew I wanted to teach dancing. Um, but I also wanted to get a trade. So I left school. I was already teaching dancing at that time. and mm-hmm. was trained to be a qualified teacher of dance. And I left school at 16 with my GCSEs under my belt and went to hairdressing college. Um, I got myself an apprenticeship um, and worked a four-day week in the salon and did a day release at college. I did that for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was student of the year, two years running. I've got wow. some in the mix, which I was you know, obviously really proud about. Um, well, you, you, were bi- you were business person of the year, two years running. So you, you seem to be very consistent with the two years running. It seems so, yes. And uh, when I went into hairdressing with this mindset of, yeah, I really fancy being a hairdresser. It's something I'll always be able to turn my hand to, which which I do occasionally now, still do for family and friends. Um, and um, but was quite taken aback that I found it quite difficult. It was more difficult than what I expected. So to achieve the way I did, I, I felt quite proud. But it's like anything, as you know well. If I turn my hand to something, I really give it a hundred percent. Yes. Um, so I did that. Well, training to be a, a dance teacher so I was studying quite a lot 
uh, you know, along the way. But so many people who now know me through my role at Sylvester Keel, they wouldn't have ever known that I had two previous careers, really, before what I do now. Um, but it was it's something I absolutely loved. Uh, the hairdressing I loved, and then I my passion was always going to be to run my own dance school. Wow. So that came along later. I was um, I was teaching just in local uh, dance halls, and then I got the opportunity to take over what was then called Lillian's, which was a a bit of a um, a very um, well known name in the town. And then um, I did that for about five, six years. Um, Obviously, our first son came along. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it was I really, really enjoyed. Um, And then one thing led to another and your life sort of changes. What really happened was Martin was building up Sylvester Keel. Um, I was working evenings. It is unsociable hours. And you Mm -hmm. found that, I don't know, the things didn't really mix quite so well. Something that really enjoyed doing I started to enjoy less and it, the divide became we, Martin was working all day I was working the evenings and you know when you just come to a point in your life something's got to give and I just thought mm, I've got a young child I've done something that I absolutely loved and was really passionate about but time I need to you know venture into a different chapter of my life really um, you know, when you feel like you've got the T-shirt. So I, I, I gave up the dance studio. And at that time, um, we were expecting our daughter, Victoria. Indeed. So uh, I was born. And and then sort of that chapter of my life closed, I suppose. The hairdressing and the teaching closed. Um, we'd got two children. And I was really a housewife for a few months. And then... Martin asked me the million dollar question. <laughs> Will you come and answer the phone at work? <laughs> that, and that was the first moment that made the transition into you 12, 13 years later, becoming business person of the year locally. Absolutely. You know, I just said to him, well, well, yes, I'll answer the phone. I've never really worked in an office. I'd done a shorthand course at college for, for, I literally only lasted six weeks when I was about 19. I had this mad idea that, oh, what if I ever um, can't be a hairdresser and can't be a dance teacher? I won't be able to adapt myself to do anything. So I had this bizarre idea. I'd go to night school and do shorthand at college, lasted six weeks and walked out and back because I absolutely detested it with a passion. (laughs) And I thought, I'll never work in an office in my life. It's just not for me more of a people person just not for me at all and Uh so then when he asked me to go and answer the phone I I, I said well okay I I will but I don't know if I'll be very good so so I went in with my packing up and my Bella magazine and answered the telephone (laughs) and and that was it that's where it all started wow I love the recall of detail there Bella magazine (laughs) the Bella magazine sat and did the crossword and answered the telephone as the saying goes the rest is history and, and this is why the story is so incredible, because you've alluded to how you felt when you originally were asked that famous million dollar question by Martin. And yet your adaptability probably, would you even say surprised yourself in terms of, I know you've never looked back and the chats we've had over the years have, have been testament to that. Do you now look back and think, wow, I really did have to show quite a considerable amount of adaptability? Yes, definitely. I mean, I always think to myself, I mean, when I was at school, I had one lesson a week in computers, which is so different to how it is now. So when the business started to introduce computers, you know, I was sort of, oh, I can switch it on. I can do a little bit. And then I went to night school and did a Clake course and um, a computerized accounting course which at that time I, I thought to myself, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. I, I'd never thought I'd work in an office because I just back in my younger days, I, I just thought I'd absolutely hate it. But you yeah. kind of get swept away with it and just, just like you say, adapt to it. And 
train and learn how to do things there's been a lot of teaching myself as I went along and then and then as you know more recently in the last 10 years I, I went to on a, um, in, a, a um, an online marketing course in London um, sat Indeed. in a room of people they were all on Apple Macs there's only me in the room with a with a laptop which sounds bizarre but obviously people who are in the marketing game know that it's predominantly Apple Macs and and again I sat there with the the entrepreneur who was running the course and thinking am I really here doing this because as you when you and I first spoke um when we first met Sylvester Hill didn't really have that bigger marketing department we'd we'd mm-hmm. grown the business at that stage on word of mouth and I was the, the one who said to Martin you know there's this Twitter and there's Facebook and there's LinkedIn <laughs> we need to be doing all this and he he was a bit no, no, it's going to be a load of rubbish. It's, and I said, it's not, it's not massive, I'm telling you now. And you know the battles I've had to try and bring him over to the idea of it. Yes, and now, yes absolutely. You know, now he says, do you know what? I hate to say it, but you were right. <laughs> no. And I've transformed the marketing side of the business into this new era, which is now not so new, but then it was. Yeah. Um, predominantly in our industry, um, they, 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 they have been playing catch up with the marketing and the social media side of things. Um, we, we, we embarked on our video campaign, didn't we, um, before the pandemic? We did. You know, so there's been lots of things that we've, we, you know, I feel I've started to, to bring in the business forward in, in a new direction, which I'm obviously quite proud of from, from a background that's never been... I wouldn't say I've, well, it's not something I've come from, is it? And this is why it's such an amazing story. And I talk about adaptability a lot when I speak about your good self, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And actually your energy is also very inspiring because two young children, as you say, when you made this transition, mm-hmm. um, and, and I just think your energy has always been incredible. And that's why the quote I picked really really explain that because every single day it's a case of drawing in breath and thinking we go again and I think you would agree with me that even the third part of the uh, the aero analogy which is resilience you've had to show a lot of that Um, working with you know one's loved ones is not ever easy is it (laughs) I think it's um how could I sum it up um uh, it, it's like being on a roller coaster sometimes, I think. Um, and uh, yes, I mean, for us, we're very lucky. It For some, I don't can't put my finger on why, but it actually works for us. Uh, we have friends that say, oh, we don't know how you do it. And, and some people, it wouldn't work for them. But for some reason, it does work for us. But it, it's uh, sometimes we have great days and sometimes we have not so great days. And quite often, as you well know, I... Uh, I grip my teeth some days, but I, but deep down I, I I love it and it does work. <laughs> so pleased that it does. I think maybe it's a mutual respect, perhaps that Matt yeah. does what he's very good at and I can't do what he does, and he respects me because he can't do what I do, and they work well together. And I think that's that's the success of it, really, in a nutshell. I think you've explained that very very nicely, and and I and I know the listeners will be fascinated by how you've developed the, the different skills to to thrive in business, really. Um, so do you think that some of the formative skills you learned as a creator of your dance school and as a hairdresser, do you think some of those skills are still used 20, 25 years later? Yes, I do, because it's the, it's the people. Uh, they're both very, uh, in a similar way, the jobs are very people. Um, orientated front as I call frontline roles where you're dealing with people all the time um, uh-huh. um, you, there's a skill obviously to teaching there's also a skill um, a, an artistic skill to hairdressing but both jobs over where you're dealing with people all the time and that is why I thought I could never work in an office I couldn't bear the thought of working in an office just with the same people all the time but because I've gone down a direct in a marketing route 
I deal with lots of people in the business and I also deal with lots of people outside of the business and with marketing there's a sales element which is again dealing with people and I think as you mature and you, you, you build your people skills as you go along your life journey really as well you you think and you analyse things a lot differently to what you do when you're younger because life experiences throw things at you and, and I found along the way um, as well as working with Martin, I wear a lot, a lot of hats by being a, a mum, uh, being yeah. a wife, and being a director. And, and also the thought of thing is trying to be have that time for me. And any, I think we've spoke about it before, being a working mother, you know, you're spinning, a lot of the time you're spinning a lot of plates, particularly when your family are younger. I mean, my children have grown up now. However, they still need me. You still need to be there for them. And so you're still balancing a lot of things of being this multi-person where everybody wants a piece of you. And, and I think that's very thoughtfully explained, really, because do you think you've never always put your well-being first then over the years? Definitely not. It's always last. Always. <laughs> I always put every, every, every other person's wants and needs are always before mine. And that's just the person that I am. And I know that personally. And... And therefore, it's such a, an interesting story because as the years have gone on, do you find now, because Ben and Victoria, your children are now older, do you think that you're slightly putting that, your own growth mindset to the top of the tree or do you think it's still, still a little bit of work to do there? Um, a bit really I think it depends I think it depends what mood I'm in on what day but I do I'm trying to um, make more time for myself I think this last 12 months with the pandemic I think a lot of people uh, myself included have got very different a thought different thought process to what we had before uh, we've, mm -hmm. it's been manic for us with the business because we've had staff on furlough when we've been working incredibly hard to keep things moving along um, mm -hmm. Having said that, uh, my mindset's changed that I do need to make more time for me. Um, as you know, I've got a huge passion for yoga, um, so I'm doing a lot more yoga, um, uh, as much dog walking that I can fit in, as well as balancing work and being there for everybody else. Um, but yes, I, I, I am at a turning point where I am starting to think, um, I, I'm hoping I've got my work life back better than what I've ever had it before. I've always thought you prioritise in a very unique way, may I say. Um, so tell everybody about why time management is so important to you. Well, as you know, I'm incredibly annoyingly organised, as some people would say it. <laughs> I can be um, um, incredibly frustrating, especially from Martin's point of view, because I've got this huge anxiety about ever being late. Um, so that, that really, you know, that's, I can't bear to be a minute late. Um, but because I'm uh, so organised, when you and I met, we, well, you know, we had training on time management. Martin also had training on time management, but both in very different ways. And my time management is very different. It's not always about, it is about being on time. But for me, I'm very, um, like you and I, we'll always diarise when we're going to talk to each other because I've got things going on and I, I have to plan my time and, I, and even plan if I'm going to a, with a dog walk with my friends. I, I think they'll probably think I'm a bit quirky because I'll say, <laughs> are we going for a dog walk next week? So I'll say, yes, um, when are you free? Uh, I'll book it in my diary. And, and then I joke with them, I'll say, I don't think that I'm booking you in my diary because I have to book you in as a friend. I have to book you in because I book it around my work. <laughs> and that's, kind of how I have to process it in my mind which probably seems a bit strange to some people if, if you're friends that you have to book and work with them but that's just kind of how I work it's how my life works you you categorize everything don't you so specifically into every area of your life don't yeah you? I mean I haven't got OCD I've never had it and I'm, I haven't <laughs> got it but it's kind of a little bit like an OCD thing the way I book you know book things in my diary and and funnily enough victoria our daughter she's got similar traits and she's even more annoying with it than what i am <laughs> but but she's incredibly organized but it but if you like that 
means you can cram quite a lot into your life. So, well, that's what I think. That's my thought. You certainly have crammed a lot in. And, and here's an interesting question for you. Because of your artistic side and your creative side is so strong with, you know, all, all of your history as, as, a, as a founder of a dance school and a talented hairdresser and a, somebody with a diploma in internet marketing, as you have now. Um, so what's more important to you, being creative or being systematic? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, oh gosh, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think I can choose. I think I think it, I could say it's fifty-fifty between both. But, but then I okay. would say I think my creativity probably comes more naturally. I'd say, Ooh. whereas being systematic is maybe that's programmed programmed in me. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's the best way of explaining it. It, it is so interesting hearing your story. Um, so we've talked about your highlights as a hairdresser. We've talked about your passion, really, that was always your passion, which was dancing and yeah. you creating your dance school. And then, of course, you you waltzed into the world of business. I did indeed. Now, obviously so much has happened in that period. Working with your husband, developing a, a business that has really dived into the world of marketing through your own talents, through your own research, through your own studies. You wrap up all of that into being a mum and a working mum. And then you look at the entire picture of your life. What would you say is the biggest defining moment in the whole of your life? Um, probably, obviously, becoming a mum to uh, two children. Um, I think for me was um, in 2014 when uh, we began this sort of chapter of our life when our parents became ill and Martin's mum, she became unwell very suddenly, which was a huge, huge shock to us. Um, so I had to sort of um, kick myself into gear again where I, you know, we spoke earlier where I always put everybody else before myself. Yes. Um, and I, we was obviously worried about, we, we were running a business, so you've still got all that going on. Um, he needs to be there to look after her. Um, I need to be there to look after her because, you know, with a son, she, she's got two, she had two sons. Um, so I had to be there to help her as well as be there to support Martin, to support the children. And, um, you know, this all happened and she unfortunately passed away within three months, which was just, well, you just don't, don't you couldn't imagine it. And um, so that hit us, um, you, you know, because we were in touch at the time how that affected us, our close friends know how it really shocked us. Yep. But, you know, we got through it and that's what we did. And then at the time, my family was poorly as well. Um, so we was, uh, sometimes we, we, you and I used to talk on the phone, we were visiting her on one ward in the hospital and my dad was upstairs in another ward. So we were yeah. visiting for a period of time. And then he, uh, she passed away and then he went into a home um, this all happened in um, about six months of each other. And then um, she passed away in the June and my father passed away in February. And then so then I had to be there to support my mum because she was left behind. Obviously, I've got two brothers who also helped with that. And then literally the, in the December, she passed away suddenly. So basically, we'd gone in the space of 18 months, we'd lost three parents, which I think is... Mm -hmm. massively life-changing anybody who's um lost parents will totally know where i'm coming from i don't think anything in your life prepares you for it i don't know in your subconscious memory whether deep down you know they're getting older and you but you your mind's telling you they're always going to be there but deep down you know they're not always going to be there um but yeah that was really really tough time for us but mm -hmm. all i can say is we're really fortunate that we've got some fantastic friends that 
were there for us um and and family as well it, you just have to get through it you know and and we did uh, it shows and i think it shows and to sum it up it, it shows an inner strength that you until you've gone through it and you look back on it it's an inner mm -hmm. strength that you never knew you had and wow. that's life-changing because you just never knew that you would be the person that you end up being to get through those times and thank you so much for sharing because you you talk so movingly about your inner strength do you do you think you're in a dialogue to to keep going to keep being resilient to keep on with your optimism to grow a fantastic business do you think your inner dialogue has evolved over the years to keep you as as focused as ever definitely i mean for, for us martin and myself we both talk, we still talk about it a lot you do and we've we've both say that the business the fact that we had that drive and we we've all you know how we're we're passionate about our people our our, our team our family in the business we call it the sk family that we're we're driven to keep the business evolving you know, to make sure that they've got the the um, the same passion and drive as what well. yep. I think because we're that's the way we are. That was our diversion that helped us get through all that turmoil at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, we never really the only day we had off work was to go to a funeral. The, the rest of the days we were we might not have always been in the business, but we were working on the business, and that gave us a sense of um, diversion. I think from everything that's going on. You know, uh, when we were looking after our parents, one of us would be at work and one of us would be at the hospital. It was like a shift change. And yeah. I think it was that driver that kept us going. And I often say to people at work, you know, everybody has things going on in their life, um, which we all deal with in different ways. But we found our work a sense of release to, to, to keep going. And I think that's really important to have. And that drive that determination that inner strength using your own words is quite incredible and i was going to ask you actually when when you look in the mirror what do you see oh wow That's, um gosh i don't know how to answer that really um what do i see well it depends what day it is doesn't it i suppose <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Some days I see a strong, um, super proud person. Wow. And of what I've achieved over the years. And the other days I look in the mirror and I think, oh, I need my hair doing. Or, or, <laughs> or oh, oh, no, I feel really tired today. Have I, got, have I got that get up and go today? Which, do you know what? Let's be honest. If everyone's honest, they probably have the same days as well. And then I, then I have a word with myself and think, especially over the last 12 months, I have a word with myself and think, as, as um, somebody in my family used to say, put your socks on and get on with it. And that's, that's when I have a word with myself and say, come on, get your act, get on with it. Or, or even kick off your shoes and dance. Definitely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, have, I have been known on a Friday afternoon to listen to uh, Radio 2. Um, I love Steve Wright in the afternoon, serious jockeying, and and um, Victoria laughs at me when I tell her she doesn't believe me. But when I'm here on my own, I have a dance around the kitchen. <laughs> I think that's fantastic, and um, you've just made a lovely link there to your own business because, of course, Sylvester Kill are pioneers in commercial kitchens. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, my secrets out. I have a dance around the kitchen on a Friday afternoon. Now that's the secret ingredient, clearly. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I have been known to do that, and uh, it's just a bit of a, a secret passion behind closed doors. Oh, which has now been revealed to a national podcast audience. I know, I know. I, I think, I think your energy again to look at all of the traits of positive people. Your energy is is something that really does mark you out, and you know, twice Business Person of the Year award, and you know. I remember your pride at that time. Also, the company went all the way down to London for a prestigious award, which was the Commitment to People Award. And that was back in 2014. 
Yes, and um, it was in the grounds of the um, Tower of London, wasn't it? It certainly was. You was there to share it with us. I was, and it was it was a privilege to be there. And um, yourself and Martin and Sam and I and such luminaries as Colin Jackson, do you remember? I know, what a fantastic speech he did. So motivational. And, the, and then, do you remember, he then must have nearly followed us home on the train back to Grimsby because he was talking at Tolbar School. He was. And, and Gloria met him because she was in the netball team. And I don't think he could quite believe it when she turned around and said to him, oh, my mum and dad met you last night. And he said, what, in London? So she said, yes, there was at the Business Awards in London at the British Chamber Awards. And I, I don't think he could believe it. And, and I'll tell you what, that just shows you that the power of life and business that on an evening in London and then two minutes later he's in Grimsby. I know. And that very next night we were at the auditorium at the, at the Sports Awards and um, he did another fantastic speech. What a great guy. So motivational. He did a chat to the children because it was Sports Awards. He talked about more about his sport and how he was motivated with his training. And it was so uplifting again. Wonderful speaker he was. He is a fantastic guy and, uh, and, and I love meeting him. And he, he was so, so gentle, wasn't he? And humble he was. about everything that he's achieved. And do you know what? It's funny listening to him. It makes you think about optimism. And I've said that's the fourth area that I think about when I look at positive people. So do you think you've always been a born optimist or do you think you've developed that as the years have gone on? I think I've probably I've probably developed it. I think I think I've most definitely developed it over the over the years. I think I think I think optimism comes when you um, you 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 know I like to surround myself with positive people as well. I, I don't like to spend a lot of time with people that are not positive, and I think uh -huh. positivity and optimism most definitely go together well. And I think if you're a positive person, you make your destiny and if it's positive then you have a lot of optimism as well it's a brilliant answer and and do you find then that certain activities increase that positive energy i mean i know you've mentioned physical things like yoga but but mentally is there anything you want to add oh well yeah definitely i think yoga well for me i get a lot out of yoga because um, you know, I think everybody in business has ups and downs. It's no secret. And, uh, you know, at times it's stressful. Um, anybody who says that they're in business and they don't get stressed, I, I don't believe them because I think everybody does get stressed at some point to uh -huh. different levels. You know, I admit that. And also people deal with stress differently. Now, for me, when I do yoga, it's my sense, it's my time for me. Uh, it's my own little place and I get a lot of satisfaction from it. And I think it helps. It, it has helped me. Ironically enough, I took up yoga just after Martin's mum had passed away. So I think that probably helped me to um, find that place of, what's the word? Um, uh, satisfaction or help mm -hmm. deal with everything that's been ahead. Because um, I've got that little place that I like to go when I do my yoga. Um, and I embrace it with a lot of people who I spend time with, even the staff. I always tell them. And I very recently got Martin doing yoga as well. And it's become a bit of an office um, banter at the moment about Martin's yoga. And uh, it's quite a humorous talking point. But among humor, I think he's finding a sense of release mm -hmm. as well, too. And uh, I think he's hoping it's going to improve his golf, too. Oh, wow. And do you find then that yoga is both a physical and a mental stimulus? Definitely. Most definitely. If I don't, I mean, this week we've had a really busy week and I've not done yoga for three days. because We try and do a 20 minute, half an, half an hour session every day if we can. And on the weekend, mm -hmm. we do a little bit longer one, maybe 45 minutes. Because um, obviously we're, we're, we're still, we can't go back to the gym. So we're, we're doing it in our, in my little office room. We do yoga in there. And uh -huh. I've not done yoga for three days and you can feel your legs because I do a lot of walking as well. 
your legs are stiff and you feel, you know, achy. And whereas where you do a little bit of yoga every day, so it's definitely good for you without a doubt. And I think that's a, a ringing endorsement of an activity that we can all do that helps with both physical and mental well-being. Definitely. And the thing with yoga is you it's it's tailored to each person. So, you know, you and I could do yoga in a room together and you would get different things from it than what I get. And huh? different moves, you would be able to do moves differently to what I would do. And so you you make of it what you make yoga fit you. So it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a top athlete or whether you you have other issues with with your health that you can't do certain moves. It doesn't matter. You do what is right for you. And that's why I think it's so good. I think that's a brilliant message. It's brilliant for everybody. Anybody and everybody can do yoga. What a fantastic message. Um, thank you so much, Irene. Um, so it's wonderful just looking at your entire story here and ultimately you've achieved so much. So tell everybody about the culmination of your business journey that led you to an award ceremony. So tell everybody about when you were nominated for Business Person of the Year twice. Tell everybody about that, please. Well, I was just thrilled. Um, we decided to enter some business awards because we were told by many business peers around us that they're, they're good for your business. And so we spoke about it. And I spoke about it, didn't we? And um, I just thought, well, okay, we'll enter. I don't know if it's really for us, but we'll do it. <laughs> so you and I worked together and we, we put the entry together and I was still very sceptical. So, oh, you know, you know, okay, do it. <laughs> So then when I found out, I got the email and I opened my email and I thought, oh my God, have I read that right? So then I, I looked again, did a double take, read through it again. And I thought, oh my God, I've been nominated. I just, I just, I was just thrilled. And I, and I, I ran through to Martin's office and said, you never guess what? He said, what? I said, I've been nominated for Business Person of the Year. He said, you haven't. I said, I have. And I just felt such great delight because I just never expected it. And I just... You know, I, I just felt so pleased that I'd been nominated because it was just the last thing I was expecting. I, I never felt worthy that I would ever get that okay. far. So, yeah, it felt just amazing. And then when we went to the awards ceremony, I just felt so nervous. Um, but but also felt um, really privileged to be alongside other business people that I never saw myself being alongside of. And I just mm -hmm. thought, wow, I, I do deserve this. I must have really Absolutely. achieved this, and but never felt that I'd ever be sat there with these other business people. You know, it's just that bit of self worth, is it? I suppose where you feel you're not yeah. really at that level, but obviously I was to be there. So yeah, and it for me, it made me maybe start to believe in myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And do you think that made the transition complete from entrepreneur, hairdresser, dance school pioneer to business director? Do you think that do you think that made it all come full circle? Definitely, because I never years ago, if anybody had asked me, you know, when you look ahead to when you're older or in your future and you somebody said to me, Oh, you know, when when you're in your forties you'll be doing XYZ, I'd have said, Don't be stupid. Yeah, I'd never imagined I'd be doing what I'm doing now. So to be there at that award ceremony was a bit, it was a massive pinch me moment for me. And then particularly when okay. we went to the London Awards as well, although that wasn't a, a business person award, but it was a company award. I just looked around the room and I just thought, wow, we're sat in the grounds of the Tower of London. Have we really got here? Just, it was just a wow moment, really. And... Honestly, it was a privilege to see your to see your reaction that night to being there. It was I incredible. Just, I just was beaming the whole night, and I mean, yeah. you know, some of the business people that were in that room. I, I just oh, had some eyes and I said, "Are we are we really here?" And we was flying the flag for Lincolnshire in the area. I just, well, I just couldn't believe it. I just, yeah, I just thought, "Wow, we've come here from Little Grimsby and got to these awards." 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was a fantastic moment, and um, yeah, it was a massive turning point for me. Um, and I thought, wow, we've we've done so much, a uh, little family business, and um, yeah, I was super proud that day. And and do you know what? We will we will delve into your pride um, a little bit later when we do the famous PG tips. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> Looking forward to that. And I had one more question actually, just before we. Uh, have a bit of a tea break and with your artistic side i was actually thinking irene if you were going to paint if you were going to paint a canvas of your life what would be the principal colors you would pick oh um definitely bright pink oh um because i love bright pink um i love purple but it would also even though it wouldn't go it would have to be red because of the sk logo red oh, okay because that's a massive obviously part of my life um and it would have to have if you could get glittery sparkly paint it would have to have that in it because i just love sparkle and bling Pink, purple, red, sparkling. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Love, love, classy, sparkly. Definitely, that would have to be in there as well. Well, do you know what? As you uh, have sparkled so much on this podcast, you deserve a tea break. So we will see you Thank in a minute. Thank you very much. And as we wait for Irene to come back, I'd like to encourage everybody to drink from the mug of positivity every day and just reflect every morning as you wake up on what you have in life rather than what you haven't got so think of something you're proud of think of something you're grateful for and think of something you're thankful for every day this massively adds to your positive mindset welcome back irene did you did you have a cuppa i did Oh, interesting. So everybody is now fascinated to find out your PG tips. So be proud, be grateful, be thankful. PGT, I'm going to start with what are you most proud of, Irene? Um, I think I'm most proud of everything I have in my life and everything I've achieved. So when you say achieved, can you can you pinpoint one thing? Probably the business person of the year for me. Okay. Because um, that was a turning point for me, I think, in the business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that would probably be it. But also, you know, my, my uh, passion for marketing, um, probably this last 12 months, the launch of the new website. That's quite important to me as well. And I think that's a wonderful answer because it, it covers something that's important to help people as well as the business awards, which was a personal that's right. accolade. Yes, I think we've got to have that balance. It's not all about, yep. it certainly isn't all about me. It's about everything else as well as a package. And I think that's very well said. And And what are you most grateful for i am grateful for being the person that i am and also Ooh. for having health and happiness what a lovely message so health yes. and happiness yes i feel very grateful for that because i'm also mindful that there's a lot of people in the world that don't have that so I'm always grateful for having that. And I always, when I'm, when, you know, we talked earlier about looking in the mirror and I'm having one of those days, like everybody has, where we're a bit rubbish about everything. I then always reframe my mind and tell myself that there's always somebody worse off than me. And that's oh, okay. the for me. And that's why, that's why I'm always grateful. Finally. 
What are you most thankful for? I'm thankful for my life and everything that's in it and every person that's in it. Family, friends. Husband, children, doggies, <laughs> friends, incredible friends, my family at work. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's it, basically. There's not really much to say. I think that sums it up. And that sums it up beautifully. And do you know what? I'm going to end on a on a very, I'm going to end on a fascinating note because you just mentioned doggies, and you just mentioned being thankful for your family. Um, do you want to just explain to the listening audience that tomorrow you're going to become a mum again? Explain <laughs> yes, more. Uh, tomorrow we are getting another little four-legged friend, and Harvey is going to be getting a little brother. So those that don't know who Harvey is, Harvey is our SK super pet, isn't he? He is. In a lot Tell of us our more. Social media and marketing, and um, he's been in some of our videos. And we're getting another little labradoodle puppy. And everybody, stay tuned to Sylvester Kill social media channels to find out yes, the name. No name. Because <laughs> we're all looking forward to finding out not only that name but also how much he'll become involved in the family yes, of Sylvester Kill. He, uh, he'll make an appearance in the office because Harvey's a, a proper office dog. As you well know, the staff all love him and feed him and cuddle him and um, he, he, he carefully positions himself in the office so no one can walk past without saying hello to him. Um, so he's a, a very major player in, in Sylvester Keel. So uh, I'm sure the uh, the new little brother will uh, follow in his footsteps. And uh, what a message, everybody. Get your pets into your businesses and increase your well-being. Wow, what can I say? Thank you so and much, thank Irene. Thank you for inviting me. I'm sure you can all hear me smiling away because I've absolutely loved every minute of it. It's been, it's been fantastic to talk to you and um, it's been real good to share our thoughts together really um yeah it's been really nice to catch up and talk about our i'll say our journey our journey well, that you, sounds a lovely thing to say thank you you know um obviously not before we met but the journey my big part of my journey in sylvester keel um helped myself and martin massively and um, people and people who know me well know how we talk about our journey and how you've helped um, and uh, I think there's many more exciting things to come well thank you very much I really appreciate it. that's very kind of you um, and you know what I was about to say there as the uh, the time ticks it's about six o'clock as we speak right now it's that famous line I need to utter good night Irene <laughs> I love it that's how people remember um, my name and thank you so much and good night Irene Keel and that was the story of positivity see you on the next pod <laughs>